0: PKN episode one thirty two, how is everybody? Great, pumped, excited, <laughs> excited. You know what's been on my mind? Um, Milo, Milo
1: is right in the, into Milo
0: is in the doghouse <laughs> right now, and I have been in the doghouse, and it seems like there's no escape online you know like like everyone's talking about me everywhere i go poking 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 you know in like other youtubers are making videos about me it's the end of the fucking world everywhere I- Dude, it is. Did not Simon be- and Schuster
2: copy,
1: copy right, your book right. publication too? Now imagine it with CNN and Fox and MSNBC yeah. and HLN and uh, and PBS and NBC and yeah. ABC and all of them joining those YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I just, there's... just, just drops, baby. turn CNN. on. Forget <laughs> about it and be like, oh, you know, my problems aren't that bad compared to Syria or Somalia. <laughs> it's going out. Oh, dreadful and turning it on and it's like you know deranged British man <laughs> that's all they're Dude, talking
0: about There is, yeah. everywhere I go he is the number one topic and you know I go on places to
1: talk about yeah. politics but
0: yeah he is there's just there is no escape unless he
1: turns off everything
0: electronic
1: he's just he's, I was thinking about it today like not even in regard <coughs> to what happened, just like the response like because of it he is like bona fide for sure famous now like a full, like he is echelons above fame where he was when he came on PKA or when he did that podcast that everybody was referencing. Like, I think
0: what you're saying is painkiller already has been a magnificent launching board for his career. I think. Well, now that might not be
1: the thing you wanted to tag on. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, yeah, look what was, when he when does with it is, is, is up to out. him. When, when I just orig- originally read the headline that he had said on a podcast, something about underage boys, I was like, when I click this, am I gonna be the one prodding him and going, Really? So thirteen. I guess. I mean, if you it's hey, you were the victim, you would know better than anyone. Like, am I the one who's like, Yeah, all right, sounds good. <laughs> like, like I was like, eh, let's see what it is.
1: <laughs> Check the headline and it's internet Russian, not Russian at all.
2: Oh, Russian. <laughs> go the wrong way. Russian word. connection to Milo's uh,
1: pedophile. Ah,
0: yes, you the Russian connection <laughs> no! dude he like so For bundle. people who don't know milo's a provocateur right and his whole shtick I, I wasn't quick to recognize it but it's like i'm gay so i can talk about gay people i fuck black guys so i can talk about black people um you know i'm gay so i can talk about feminists you, know, you can't come back at me because i'm in my own group it's like like he says things that are provocative. But he has a shield because of who he is in his private life. And in addition to that, he's good-looking he and charming,
2: good and he does, like, a naughty well, laugh. And... and part of it is that, like, anytime you voice opinions like Milo voices, <coughs> you get in a very specific way. And it's always, hey, you can't say those things because you are you, not one of us. And here we have a guy who's one of them, as it were, at least uh, at least in some regards. Like, the and, whole and...
1: climate... Of identity politics made it so that if you said something, and the person you are saying it to, they don't like it, their first response is, is goes straight to you can't say that, like Kyle said, because of because of who you are, because your skin's white, or because you have a dick, or because, whatever. Yeah, that, that's those are pretty much the only two. And Nobody also, says, he has
0: a real like, knack, knack for for you know? being <laughs> charming and clever, and he has this snicker that's like, <laughs> aren't I naughty? And, uh, and naughty is the perfect word to describe it. It's like, you know, I know I'm being bad, but isn't it cute? You know, the way that I do it. And uh, that was tremendously effective when he was talking about Gamergate, when he was talking about feminism, the wage gap, um, politics and religion. But apparently there is no shield from the
2: pedo stuff. There is. There is. It just depends who you are. Again, he's getting Polanski. attacked for the pedo thing because of who he is. Uh, there are plenty of other people who, get a, who could have just gotten away just fine with what he said. I mean, you, you well, may have seen only that. Only if they're that, priests.
1: <laughs> only if they're women. No, uh, Roman Polanski got away with it. People still want to do movies with that fucking pedophile. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did, did you, I guess maybe you saw Jim Norton's tweet. Like, I, Didn't Lena Dunham like talk about like doing stuff with her sister in her own yeah, book. Yeah, she
2: molested her sister when she was younger. And, and then they also, I saw them bring up, you know, everyone, the, anyone who's on Milo's side of, is, of course, searching for some hypocrisy in this attack. And so they go to, like, the vagina monologues where, you know, th- then they pull a quote from that. And it's li- the quote is literally like, I was 13 and she was a much older woman and it was a good rape. The words good rape are right in there. And then they show the headlines of the uh, the news agencies who praised the the vagina monologues for being brave and going where other people wouldn't go. And it's it's the same ones that are, of course, attacking yep. Milo. So, if you go to what he said, though, right, he was talking about himself being the child. Um, well, uh, although there's it's, more it, to
0: it. it. He said two, there's sort of two things that he talks about. One is when I was 13, I took part in an interracial interracial gangbang and it was great, right? That's part of what he says. Another part of it is when he was 14, he hooked up with a priest, I think the priest was 27, I might have that wrong, and and that guy was fantastic, I give better blowjobs to this day because of the relationship I had with that guy. And then he says that in the gay community, this is I think the part that's the hardest to overlook, that it's like a common thing where there might be an adult who helps that child come of age and, um, you know, find out who they really are.
1: So that was a common thing. I think his boy comment was more like, oh, it's common. I'm not gay, so I don't know if it's actually common. But he was saying it's common for older gay guys to say about younger gay guys who are still legal, like not children, like 18, 19, 20, 20, whatever. They'll call them like boys, not young men or something or i saw something about how he was he was making a, a yeah a Woody's Hullabaloo on over Woody's on
2: target with this one um he, he he said something that that definitely looks bad you know when taken out in know. any context really but but the context i think it should be viewed in it, even though we're dealing with this provocateur is it was a late night podcast and i believe he was tr- maybe drinking like god think of the, about the shit we've said that could be pulled out of That's, context you know yes. although he seems particularly genuine about this opinion um and and like you said he's from that lifestyle that's what he's grown up into it's he probably knows better than us and i'm and, and it's not for us to i don't know if it's right or wrong but he's telling me at 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 14 I would have loved to have, to have been taken advantage of by a 27, 28 year old like mm. like student teachers. Well, not at that age. They're not a student teacher, a teacher. <laughs> oh, if I had I remember Miss White. Miss mm-hmm. White, God, you're so she's so hot. She she didn't have a uh, an education degree. She had merely served a certain amount of time in the military. And so that gets you that makes you a teacher these days, apparently. Um at least in Georgia, I had two teachers who had no teaching credentials. They had just been in the army. One of them was Coach Hall, and he was angry, and he had had a knee injury, and he'd get red-faced and scream. But the other was Mrs. White, and she was, and she was very attractive. And I would have loved to have been molested by Mrs. White daily.
1: I know, I know all the jokes. You you wouldn't in real life. In real life, I would have. I was fourteen. If you're you're a child, it's it is more. I was fourteen. I wanted to fuck her in the the, asshole. Like like these were the thoughts I I had. It wasn't
2: like, like I wasn't having childlike delusions of. Ooh, it'd be nice if me and Mrs. White were like. Boyfriend and girlfriend, and she took me out to dinner, and we watched yeah, R-rated movies. Great, My thought process was no like, power was power like, dice. I hope she bends over a little further so I can see a little more thigh. Like, like it was constant, like dirty, perverted <coughs> thoughts. There so, were no so, childhood there's
1: a lot of chasm between you wanting to see more ass crack and her abusing a power dynamic. But to the Milo thing, real like back to it in all seriousness, like, if you listen, I watch the clips and everything, and he has like a totally warped view of reality in regard to that. Like, it's a really warped, fucked-up thing to say that he says flippantly, but I think the reason that he's saying that is it is tremendously common for people who were molested to retroactively change it to say, I wanted it. I desired that I I wasn't taken advantage of. I wanted that. And that gives them a little more control over it. And And that's not uncommon with people who are molested. And from what he said in interviews over and over about, Oh, so you lost your virginity when you were very young, his first thing, always is yeah but i i wanted it like it, it wasn't like i was taking advantage of like oh i oh i give much better head ha 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 is everybody buying it are people believing like that's the vibe i get from it where like yeah he has a warped perception of things like a lot of people who are abused when they're young they have a very warped perception of sexuality and how it works of what course, constitutes that abuse sucks. is, is I, the
2: only thing that constitutes sexual abuse that <laughs> the age gap because what he's don't describing don't doesn't think, sound like sexual I'm abuse
1: saying that it doesn't have to like, you can see what he's saying and say, obviously, that's a warped view of sexuality, of course. And also say, like, it seems like this is a person who was abused and that they're trying to rationalize their own I've had molestation. that same
0: thought, Taylor. You know, and, and like you said, there's, it's a real victim thing to, to sort of find a way to take control over it and some power. Uh, that's yeah. a thing. Um, but I also have some thoughts with Kyle. Now, for me, it wasn't 14. But, like, 16-year-old Woody, if some hot teacher fucked me daily i don't think i'd be the victim i think that i would that would be a trophy in my mental bookcase that i kept on into to this the day. rest of my you'd life be
2: 40 years old and you'd be like look when i was yeah. 16. do you know the kind I was- of tail
0: i pulled Everyone one when of I was that school wrist, they
2: fucked her, but it was me. Right? Like the, I didn't even have a driver's license. Right? No, I was saying, 14.
0: He was 14, and I think that's different. I think that's getting a little young. 14-year-old
2: but, dudes, dude. Like, no,
1: like, <laughs> you guys are forgetting what it's like to be a 14-year-old dude, and you're closer to it than, than I, I am. You have perspective. The argument that you, like, you are transposing 30-year-old brain in there with all, not, all the interest I'm all remembering the inter-
2: what happened when I was a 14-year-old boy. All of
1: the things you've learned since you were 14 you have no you can't go back to what it's like to be 14 i can't woody can't none of us can so the I argument mean, of i'm thinking
2: of specific situations i remember we were 15 it was summer break and we were all blown away because one of our friends at baseball camp was banging this like 20 something year old like uh, counselor or something like that and we all understood completely what was going on there that it was a sexual relationship that he needed to use protection like we weren't fools we were we were somewhere between man and, and, and children. I, absolutely. And, and we were all like, man, we're so jealous. He, and we were all like, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. You can't tell anybody this. You, you, she'll get in trouble. You'll get in trouble. And it'll stop. And everybody was like, yeah, lock this down. You know, Brandon is getting more pussy than anybody knows what to deal with right now. He's getting adult pussy. That, that chick has a job. Like, yeah. like, we were blown away by it.
0: She and, can and it buy was, anything she wants at McDonald's. Yeah, it's funny, a car.
1: <laughs> like Brandon, there's someone else out there who doesn't feel comfortable coming to anyone because a there's a power dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's okay. not I, like I will not, I will not make the equivocation that it's as damaging for a 27-year-old woman to fuck a 14-year-old boy as the opposite genders. Yeah. I definitely think that the man having sex with a young woman, I think that's much worse. But I don't know the whole like I would like it thing just bothers me a little bit because you know that there are people out there who had that experience and now are like this fucking sucks like not only did i get molested but nobody fucking cares nobody takes me seriously i'm just made fun of and people say oh you know what you're lucky you're lucky i wish i was molested i would have loved being molested i had a hot teacher when i was 14 my god did you did you fuck a girl like like i just i I don't know it's kind of i also feel like
0: we're, we're skipping out like we're looking at this individually and applying Milo's experience you know, to other people. Milo's Milo, and he says provocative things and gets away with it because other people can, right? We talked about the identity politics. I think his whole, like, oh, it's great when these old guys fuck young guys is something he thought he could get away with because he did it. And he says, you know, well, I was the aggressor. It was great. I loved it. I feel like he's... He's putting on a little shock value there and did not expect this reaction.
1: And another, like, the way that he went, like, and part of it, like, I'm so skeptical of everything <laughs> that people are doing, like, all, like part of me, like, uh, Inception is, like, but what if he knows, what if he really doesn't think of himself as a victim in his heart of hearts and he is just playing up this victim card now as, like, a get-out-of-jail-free card because it was the only option left, the only road left to take? You know, to, to change it from, Is I he loved he doing that?
2: It. Because if he's not, he should be.
1: He, he, I read his, his uh, response, and it, it was heavily focused on the, you know, I'm a gay guy, and I was molested as a kid. And so it was like, a, I don't know, it was, it was immediately a very different angle. Mm-hmm. Which, if you had seen this angle before, of him saying, I was or maybe he has said, I've been molested before, but I liked it. Maybe that's the way he phrased it, I don't know. It's just, it's a very quick swap, and it, so it's hard to tell if it's truly genuine you know, well, millions or, of dollars
0: are on the line, right? So like he's he, going to say whatever he needs but he to say. He might I, not even know Taylor, right? Like I, he might
2: have unresolved feelings on this. He know? would be yeah. so mad if you said that to him. He'd be like, "I know what I know. You know what you know. How dare you question what I know?" Like I think we all know what we know, right? Like it's easy to yeah. like be like, "Ah, maybe he doesn't even know what he's saying." You I guys think we just a have to take people very
0: childhood if you have no unresolved issues from yours but
2: uh, lots of lots of you know lots of uh to uh, t- t- know what your
1: unresolved you. issues are you know like you don't even have that in like you were saying what like you may have something from your childhood that's unresolved it doesn't have to be like somebody beat your ass to a pulp and left you in like the rain one day it could just be something where i don't know like something trauma actually i don't know is there a small trauma
2: we all have know, childhood life. traumas that stay with us for life it's part of having a life, you know? Like, like you'd be a very boring fucking vanilla-ass person if some bad shit doesn't happen to you along the way. The bad stuff is what leaves its mark and makes us different and interesting and able to deal with more bad stuff as we go on when it actually matters. If you can, if you can get past that bad shit that happens from 0 to 18, then the 18 to 70 stuff gets easier and easier to deal with. In, in this guy's case, though, honestly, as I look at it, I'm like, He didn't say anything that bad, I don't think. At least he was... Now, if he had said, hey, there's a couple of 13-year-old boys down at the YMCA, and I'm going to tell you, they want it. They want it morning, (laughs) noon, and night. When they see old Milo coming, well, they just (laughs) bend right over. They know it's going... They're grabbing... They're reaching for the Vaseline. Like, if he said that, whoa, back up, you fucking child molester. Like, now we need to burn you at the stake. But what he said was, when I was a boy, I was the one on the receiving end, and I didn't mind a bit. And uh, yeah. that's a part of gay culture and, and like, to, to some extent, that a young, an older man will sort of uh, have a Spartan-like relationship <laughs> with a younger boy and, and rise him up through the ranks of homosexuality, I suppose. I think that's what
1: like, got that him was in the trouble, bad part. That, that part where yeah. he tried, like instead of just sticking to his, I didn't have a problem with it, he tried to bridge it and make it seem like, you know and this is what makes me once again think that it is unresolved stuff is that he tried to bridge it and make it seem like oh it's not just me that it's okay with you know this is this is just something that happens so if you think about it i'm not even weird like it Maybe wasn't he even- was- Maybe Something in some
2: way, because I haven't heard him in context, I've only read the transcript, maybe in some way he was taking a shot at the gay community, but being, being like – and another thing they do is like it's it's a it's a part of what gay people do, older guys and younger boys. That is the gay community because it, he takes shots at every little group, even the ones he, he corresponds to or even the ones he claims to.
1: Basically, it comes down to like what he said, like it's such a warped perception of sexuality that it's fucked up and people from every side can see that. It's just a matter of like, why do you think he said that? Do you really think he said it because he's a pedophile or do you think he said it because he's trying to rationalize something that happened to him in his past?
2: It could be that or he could be entertaining or he could be just drunk and just talking off the top of his head and he's like, oh, let's talk about child molestation. The, The comment box is going crazy right now. They love that. You know? amazing Who knows? It's a real shame, I think, that when, when I, I feel bad for him because of the Simon and Schuster thing and because of the Breitbart job. Um I, you know, we don't really know Milo in any way and, and, but from what I've read and seen, I don't think of him as certainly as a pedophile or someone who's engages in that. He's made it very clear he's interested in much larger, powerful more powerful black men. Uh, I don't think we have to worry about uh, Milo going after uh, any any young whippers, whippersnappers or anything. So, and, and I definitely feel kind of bad that that it's it's he I know, he's losing a lot pedophilia. of stuff.
0: and he did it, I think, because he likes being provocative. He gets a lot of attention, and he gets away with it because of his background. And uh, this time, there was no
2: getting away with it. Not yet. We're, it's not over yet. We, it's not over yet. We, we need to see that ABC tearful interview where he where he spells out the uh, the history of abuse and molestation that he that he, mm. that, he uh, that he suffered through, and then he talks about um, how he's learned to deal with that, and how his psychologist helped him uh, helped him understand that helped him take power and take control of those harmful memories by using this technique. And then all of a sudden, maybe people won't care so much. I'm curious where this goes, because yesterday I thought what you thought.
0: I thought, you know what? This is just more attention, more goodness for him. Great, great, great. And then it was like, all right, book canceled. Well, that sucks, but it's okay, because the fucking documentary he's been making on this college tour is going to go make $100 million, right? Now I feel like that thing is sunk. Now I feel like the book thing is sunk. And his Breitbart job is sunk. And so much is What's gone? What's that? Yeah, he quit. He, he resigned. resigned from Breitbart. I know that. Did I not say no. that? Obviously. Well, you no. said it. I, I said it was sunk. I don't know. Yeah, <clears throat> um, All these things are gone. The book, the thing. And I also feel like, it, you know, college campuses aren't going to want the pro pedo guy like they used to, maybe. Um, it just, this has been more damaging than I thought it was going to be yesterday. I thought that... It was just going to be, ah, we hate Milo. Yeah, you hate everyone. They still make money. We hate Glenn Beck at some point.
1: but I think, I mean, the book thing, because I saw that he <sighs> said he's still going to release the book. And it's not like it's, you know, 70 years ago where you need Simon & Schuster. You could just self-publish and sell it on Amazon, but maybe even make more money. Who knows? Especially given the amount of popularity where a lot of people who don't give a fuck a huge amount towards and or against coverage. him might just be like, you know what? Let's see what he has to say, and they may read it and hate it, or they may read it and love it. But either way, they're buying a book.
2: You're right, yeah. And, the, and this the, current wave of coverage will only intensify, or at least flare back up, when the book does release on Amazon or wherever the fuck, you know. Uh, They'll be okay. like, ah, oh, the dangerous faggot tour has has reached its climax. The 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 the, the mm-hmm. you know self-proclaimed uh, pedophile or whatever CNN will call him um, is uh, is has released his book, and yeah, I think it'll sell well. I don't think we have to worry about him being in the poorhouse. He just his star fell a few notches this 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 week and and it wasn't because of something he had he did this week it was because they dug up some stuff he said a while back and and that feels kinda, kinda kind shitty. of kind of shitty like uh, he, um did you did you hear the George Takei clip of George talking about
1: pretty
2: much same yeah, thing yeah George
1: Takei says the same thing
2: yeah oh, he's no, like, oh, he out, was uh, a boy. He's, like, he's basically like when i was a boy at summer camp i was I don't remember if it was 12, 13 or 14, but there was this older counselor and and Howard Stern's like, and you liked him? Oh, yes, I liked him a lot. (laughs) And he's just like, he's basically explaining how he had sex with this guy when he was a child and this guy was an adult and how I liked all of that, Howard. It's like Milo's saying, you
0: know, like this is not, it seems unheard of in the gay community, but you translate it to the straight community and it sounds straight up criminal.
2: Yeah, and I feel like if you are a gay guy, I, I, I feel like every gay guy who's like a liberal and hates Milo, um, which is like eighty nine ninety percent of them, is like, Yeah, I did that too, but today's not your day, Milo. <laughs> yeah. Like 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 they're not gonna nobody's gonna stand up for Milo from his community and be like, When I was, you know, 17 and my boyfriend was 12. You know, they're not gonna, they're, you're not gonna have a bunch of guys stand up and have that I'm Spartacus moment where, like, I'm a pedophile. I'm a pedophile.
1: <laughs> I'm a pedophile. Like, that, that, is, that is a hill that no one wants to die on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. no. Exactly. Oh. I, I yeah. really wonder
0: how it'll turn out for him. Like, it obviously, I feel like Milo's in the news more today than he's ever been, ever.
2: Sure.
0: Yeah. Um, but it's not good press. So, so is all news good news, uh, or all publicity good publicity? I mean to say, uh, we will see how it plays out.
1: For him, not- it is, I think, because his like most staunch supporters are all people who are not. All, that's too generalizing, but a lot of them are in like the whole. Every single bit of media that's not some, that's not independent online, whatever, is totally biased. And so, to them, a lot of them, they're just going to see this as full circle of ah they they condemned him because of what he's doing and they went on a witch hunt and so that proves that he's right which is explains why they're attacking him you know which is why they had to go on this witch hunt which explains why they're afraid of what he's saying and and like that whole cyclical thing so maybe it doesn't like make his base bigger but it seems like it's definitely throwing some red meat to those really devout people like not intentionally but it seems like it'll rally them Mm. up just like Anyone who's a big fan of someone, if that person gets attacked, like, look at, God damn, look at any time a celebrity says something, no, not even mean to Beyonce, just doesn't prostrate themselves on the ground as Beyonce walks past saying, oh, oh, my lady, you know, the look at the Bayhive on Twitter. They if, if someone, like, doesn't shake her hand long enough when they meet, they're like, oh, who's this bitch, like, treating Beyonce like she's not Beyonce, you don't know who the Queen Bay is, or like, whatever, like, they're screaming about, like, people get very passionate when they have those kind of connections so i don't know i don't think he's sunk but the breitbart thing definitely looks bad you know it looks bad and it hurts him especially because it's breitbart like breitbart has just been a propaganda website for a while now basically just you know the far far right of far far right so for them to boot him i don't know there's so much stuff to do with it
2: yeah i I think he's gonna be fine at the end of the day though i want to talk about ufc 209 Oh, okay, it's a huge card. Um, hmm. You've got Alistair Overeem and Mark Hunt fighting. I like to watch Mark Hunt fight because I like to watch the guys who don't look like they belong in their fight. That's that's. I think I think everyone who's not like a professional athlete, like perfect specimen, like when you see someone go in there who looks like ah, he could be a mechanic or just uh you know a uh, selling T-shirts on a Hawaiian beach. That's Mark Hunt, and uh, and and so that's going to be interesting. You've also got the Habib fight. He's fighting uh, Ferguson. That's going to be huge. That
0: happens That's the one to me.:
2: that's yeah, the I, one. I, we're going to pretend like it's going to happen. Um, uh, it, it, you and know, everything, Taylor and for everyone else's you know benefit, but shit happens is basically March the deal 4th, all the time. But that's
0: the thing about MMA, you know some guy can miss weights. We, 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 we've gotten all the way up to like guy bumps his head on the uh, uh, the bathtub as he's cutting weight. you know it's like the day before weigh ends, yep. and and he hit his head because he slipped and that's shitty.
2: And then, of course, you had the rematch from last year, from a fight, the, the, the promos try to call it the fight of the year, but it was a fight of the, fight of the year contender, I guess, mm-hmm. between, uh, Woodley and Thompson, Wonderboy Thompson. So that's going to be really fucking good. That's for, the, that's for the belt, too, because Thompson is the, uh, the champ, right? Is yeah. it just me? I, so if I was judged for that fight,
0: I had Woodley winning. And then if people don't know, on the three cards, Woodley won, and there were two draws. And uh, it turns out that's yeah. I, didn't, I didn't never even saw a majority draw until that fight. Um, if there, if you have one win and two ties, I thought that'd be a win, but it's majority actually, draw. Yeah, the, the, you know, since both judges yeah. felt like it was a tie, you just sort of throw out the one where he won. But in my eyes, he won. I thought if I was a judge, I'd have had him winning. You uh, thought Woodley won. Just yeah, as Woody the Judge, right? Sometimes I get okay. it right, sometimes I'll I get just, it wrong. I want to be sure which yeah. one you thought won. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Woodley, uh, the big, strong black guy. I thought he won. Also, I feel like Woodley has the tools to beat him and just for some reason didn't. Like he stopped doing takedowns and uh, Woodley did more damage in my head. You know, he he had Wonder Boyd like flash knocked out. Knockout doesn't win the fight, but um, still he knocked him out. You know, I thought. And uh, I just see this one Woodley being like, "All right, motherfucker, you're a slow learner this time I lay it down, and I hate Woodley, but I think Woodley smashes him.
2: I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think Woodley wins too. Um, I just think he's the stronger guy, and and you know that's what usually wins Like, like, like <clears throat> the stronger guy wins every single fight unless the the, 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 the weaker guy had you know does something special. you got to come up with some way to get around that big, strong I, guy. I
0: hear you I, I feel like. Isn't reach the new thing? Like Anderson Silva had like, a bigger reach than. It's everyone how you he use your toolbox. a it. longer reach than everyone he fights. I uh, watched an old fight last night. It was okay. Tim
2: Silva versus uh, uh-huh. some versus this guy with kicks. This this six foot three monster who who had this crazy these crazy kicks. Okay. And Tim Silva was like, I'm gonna fucking grab you, put you against that cage. I'm gonna fucking tire you for two rounds and drag you into the mud. And then when third, round three came around. Silva was not an athlete, per se. He was just a giant. And, and, but, and, and his boxing, I've never seen a man that big box. And at first, it looks awful and awkward and terrible. But what you got to think is, like, there's no need for him to wind up. There's no need for his punches to come from back here. His punches can start right here because there's plenty of elbow to extend. And he's boxing with his arms already extended because they're so God – he's just tip, 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 tip. tip. And he fucked that guy up. That, huh. that was fun to watch. I enjoyed watching. And then uh, I think the main event for that, for that night, this is like an eight-year-old fight, was uh, Anderson Silva fighting um, Rich... Was it Rich Franklin? Chris no. Lieben or Rich Franklin, maybe?
0: I think a white guy. Um, a white guy? Yeah, it's some, Chris, that's both of them. Maybe, maybe it's Rich. Was oh, he really
2: good-looking? I, or, yeah, Rich Franklin. Um,
0: yeah, then it'd be probably uh, Rich Franklin.
2: Yeah, I think it was him. He, Chris uh, Lieben,
0: rarely called very good-looking.
2: Rich took a real beating that night. I think it was the rematch of a fight between them. Like, it, yeah, it was. It was the, it, he was defending his title for the second time against uh, Rich Franklin, I guess. And that was wonderful to watch. After watching that, I was like, they need to get Anderson on TRT. Let's just do it. Let's they just did. get him on. T- did they? Is he currently? Well, so here's the thing. He is what I'm saying. He's 40-something. Like, let's, let's get him back into, like, fucking- <laughs> So, Anderson pump him full
0: Silva, of chemicals. Like, he needs it. Like five, six years ago, Anderson Silva was on MTV Cribs and he took him for a tour of his house. And when they showed him, like, the kitchen pantry, he had all these boxes of syringes and shit. And mm. everyone is like, What the fuck is with your syringes? Now, there's no diabetics in his family or in his house, right? And, and you know, I, are there any diabetics in your house, Kyle?
2: No, no, no. Do you have syringes laying around? I don't think there's a single syringe in my home.
0: Right? I don't know where Taylor? I would
1: where I, where I go to purchase a syringe. I've right? never bought I one. I don't have any
0: syringes <laughs> laying around. Like we we don't inject people or whatever.
1: Um, one... A turkey baster. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he, you can get strong quick. You know, one <laughs> dose of that. <laughs> we got turkey base to it and rubber in gloves. It, yeah. We do shit bit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but, um,
0: yeah, so anyway, he had all these uh, syringes, and people thought, like, what the fuck is he taking? What, what's up with that? And then about, like, four years later, he got busted for whatever performance-enhancing drug he, he was busted for. And the theory is that he was on something throughout that whole title reign. Sure, I'm okay
2: with that. I don't care anymore. Um, that they was a long time do. ago. Um, yeah, yeah, it sucks that he did it. I wish he hadn't done it then. Um, but but <laughs> what I'm talking about is what we have now, what we have to work with today. And that's mm-hmm. a 40-something-year-old Anderson Silva who's got a bit of a da- be- um, dad bod thing going on. He's he not always did, a... but yeah. and uh, that fight but, last yeah. night, his back was just... I, hmm. I, I had the benefit of watching him fight like uh, two or three weeks ago and then ha- watching him fight last night from eight years ago. Man, he looked so much more muscular muscular and, uh, and cut and defined and much less fat. Um, I'd love to see – they should stick him on TRT if he needs it, if he, if he qualifies for it, and, 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 you know, speed those hands up a little bit. Get him, You're looking get him, for what's, I, I Bellator. That. That's the TRT league. <laughs> no, but I want Silva on it. Like Silva's the only one because I feel like he's Move. got – He's gotten smart. Oh, I want his, I, I want Rogan too. I won't watch Bellator fights just because Rogan's not there. I. I, okay. I, I don't like the Bellator. I really it. appreciate Rogan being there. It, it's a big deal for me. Um, like I watch, even the and the announcer. Um, the announcers aren't as good. The refs. I don't. I like knowing the refs. You know. I know. Them, I know most of them now. It seems like it. it it's. Mm-hmm. I. I, pref- I really prefer the UFC. I like the Dana White dynamic. I, everything about it's a different kind of show for me than if, if there's just a really specific matchup I want to see. Like I went and watched Cyborg's fights over on invicta maybe? Maybe? something like that and i was watching it like ugh, this feels like low budget pro wrestling a little bit this feels like wwe with like half the budget and, and even the belt looks kind of shitty and yeah. i don't know i just wasn't into it as much i need to feel like we're we're here seeing a thing and when and when uh the, what's his name the announcer for the ufc uh bruce think Buffer? You bruce yeah when he comes out god he's so good you know he's got a torn uh, acl in his knee or whatever that that's been torn forever bruce buffer does yeah, he tore it in the ring doing, like, a 360, uh, like, like doing, like, a 360 announcement. Like, he's like, <laughs> and now it's time. And, like, in the middle of it, he, like, jumps and does a 360 and lands, like, with a wide stance. He's like, time! Time! Mm-hmm. And he tore his fucking ACL and, like, didn't flinch or anything. Dude, but- was it, like, one
1: of those, like, Aragorn scenes, like in Lord of the Rings, where Aragorn, when he kicks an uruk helmet in one of the scenes? Because in Lord of the Rings, it wasn't The Hobbit. They still had fucking armors makers, you know, yeah. blacksmiths making armor. So it was a real heavy uruk yeah, helmet. And they told him to kick it. Yep, the wetter workshop. And Aragorn, Viggo Mortensen, kicked it, and he broke at least one toe, maybe a couple, and... He just screamed because of that. And that's Celtics the one they use. They use that, that one. And you know what? He finds
2: the Hobbit's belts.
1: Because see, like, belts. You, have to do, you have to finish it that scene. Like I bet as a professional actor, as soon as his toe hit and broke, he like had that like snap understanding of like, if I don't get it right this time, I will have to kick it again. And I will have to kick it with my left foot. And Aragorn will look like a six-year-old girl kicking an urukai helmet, frustrated that he can't find his little friends in the forest. And or so I got to ah, sell it here. Or kick you know? it with his <laughs> broken
0: foot, t- which maybe sucks more.
1: Yeah, it's just, the cut. Aragorn's kind of a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> he barely kicks that thing. Like, yeah, right, right. It. <laughs> he, like, i her
0: Dude, have you ever seen Bruce Buffard, like, interviewed and stuff, like, outside the UFC? Uh. He is the... Biggest douchebag to have yeah. ever douchebagged. He is... is there- oh, my God. He is so arrogant. He is so full of himself. He thinks that what he's doing... And look, I get it. He does it well. And he does it maybe better than anyone. Best. But His brother, right? His brother's the best, right? Uh, I Danny Buffer. Uh, Michael Buffer. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, You. you just have to experience... How full of himself he is. I think even if you had a tolerance for arrogant people, he would just burst that fucking tolerance wide to open. His abs. Oh, his abs are gr people don't know. He had a liposuction where they sucked up around the fat to give him abs. So now he
1: has fat abs. Like I heard it was implants. I thought that like put cool. little oh. Ziploc bags full of silicone <laughs> or silicone, whatever in there. Well,
2: not, I, I heard I just that he go got what I read on the ab- internet. Oh, then then you don't, um, we were told by a source once, uh, I believe that, um, he got implants in there And, and, and apparently he shows up to like these UFC events and like any kind of an after party or like, you know, every time there's a UFC event, I don't mean that it's a fight. It's just a UFC related event. It might be like a, you know, a charity auction or some shit, um, he's always got like whores with him, like actual escorts, like with big tits and like, Uh like bimbos, like, like they're going for like the bimbo look, like that's what he's into. Like, like, like huge fake titted, like trashy women on each arm, huge fake abs and that big voice. And he's walking in, you know, he makes like no
0: bones about it. Like, yes, I am getting laid tonight. Yeah. Obviously I paid for whores. This is my night. You should all know I hooked this up for me. And it just, I think a lot of other people
1: might hide it. We need to to talk about this photo that you linked because he's wearing pants and tennis shoes by the pool, which is odd. Also, his, you know that scar people get if they had like appendicitis in 1986? Yeah, right down the middle. It it looks like he was born with some horrible uh, dysfunction where he had seven appendixes and they all just <laughs> went off at the same time. And they had to get in and just like, fuck it, we don't care about scarring. Save this guy's life. There's an announcer. We've got we a quadruple t- appendectomy in <laughs> room three. It's crazy. <laughs> and then like... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, then, like, a, fake Dana White goes in with, like, a, a recording thing. He's like, just real quick, just say, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we can like, do the rest in post. I really don't need you anymore. 2017, what a year. <laughs> Dude, that's a good photo I right?
2: of him there. I, I think he looks good in that photo, quite frankly, especially he, for the man's age. Um, and, and, and those ladies look real nice. It's like he's having a good old time. So this is what happens. People say all oh,
0: plastic surgery is stupid. It, obviously, that looks fake to me. That looks fake to me from a mile <laughs> away. But... What you need to compare it to is the hypothetical pre like non-surgery thing. If he had just had, instead of a six pack, a keg, you know, there, then I don't yeah. know that he'd look better. He'd look normal, yeah. but not better.
1: He might as like, I don't know, like that is one of those where it's so obvious that it's fake, that it's distracting. <clears throat> like if he actually was like a big muscly workout guy, like he'd have some pecs there like that matched the level of intensity that, unless he only does ab day. Now he does have his
2: arms up. wide, right? Like, like, no, they're by his side. He has no excuse for, yeah. I Look, he doesn't look symmetrical. What we're talking about here is like a 60 something year old man though, right? Like, I is think he, he looks, uh, yeah, right? He, he's How old is Bruce Buffett? Let's see, how old is Bruce?
1: For 60 he looks good, but also a career of briefly talking will do that too.
2: He is uh fifty nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, fifty nine. I mean, he's not, he's, like, just, he's like, damn good for fifty nine. Some these not. bad
0: plastic surgeries might look better than father time. You know, like, um, especially in real life. I think Donald like, Trump Trump's hair looks here. bad. I think Donald Trump's hair looks bad. But Donald Trump might look better than he would with the male pattern baldness thing going or, on. Or yeah. like, like like with the I uh, totally bald. Maybe he pulls that
2: off in some sort Whoa. of Kojak fashion. I don't know. Doctor Evil, or or you, mm-hmm. you, I mean, I mean, then he really is filling that role of, of Lex Luther. Then, right? Like if he's the the bald billionaire who became president. Like, but that
0: wacky one of a kind thing he has going on now might beat male pattern baldness, especially. If it's the sort oh. where, like, it's bald, but they've got the one little survivor up front. Like,
1: You're totally right that it's it's better. Uh, I think it's objectively better than the old man, like, liver spots because he's definitely hiding a couple of developing at least liver spots under that thin, thin hair. Because like, that, that, is, that is his hair. Oh, he's 70. Like, he's getting old. Like, it definitely is going to look. He'd, he'd rather have, like, wispy hair like he has than Gorbachev head. Like how distracting must that have been when you're trying to negotiate? Where you'd be like, "And so, do we have deal?" It's like, "I'm so yeah. sorry. Can you repeat everything?" Like, I have no idea. <laughs> you ever see that
2: uh, that <laughs> Naked oh, Gun Jesus movie? Christ. Yes. You ever see the Naked Gun yeah. movie where Leslie Nielsen at the in the opening scene? It's like Gaddafi and like Gorbachev and all the like Axis of Evil from the 80s or whatever. And all of a sudden, fucking Frank drevin like tears off his mask and starts beating the shit out of all of them. He gets Gorbachev in a headlock and he goes, "I always wanted to do this." He goes, and fucking wipes the birthmark off. <laughs> I knew it.
1: <laughs> That's great.
2: Saddam's over there. He decks Saddam. That's great. I like Leslie Nielsen.
1: Oh, I love the airplane movies. Yeah, like they're they're just enjoyably silly.
2: Yeah, I like the. Uh, I, I like all that shit. I like all of his goofy movies. Um. But yeah, this uh this UFC uh, card is gonna be really good. I hope it happens. Um, I hope we get all of those fights. The one I want to see the most is the Khabib fight. I wanna, yes. Habib fight. Habib Namgaradov, whatever his name is, I don't know. Uh None of us got even close, by the way. Um, I, I want to see that fight. Uh, that, Rashad Evans. Be interesting to see him come back. There's a name I can pronounce. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. A lot um, of vowels, nice and easy. Yeah. Dude,
0: the um, Duffy from the prelims, the last fight in the prelims, that guy, like, he knocked everyone out his first couple fights. Real interesting. I think he took a time off, and he's coming back.
2: Duffy. <coughs> yeah, I'm looking at this guy now. Oh, what a scary motherfucker. I guess they all are, right? Like, Yeah, but but every now and then, you click a guy's picture, and you're like, oh, uh, I, yeah. I think he kills people for a living. Especially, like, I think he's a heavyweight, right? He's heavy, yeah, he's yeah, a big motherfucker.
0: This oh. guy, like, you, you just have to, a lot of heavyweights, you know, they're not cutting stuff. This guy had, like, cuts to make 265. I made that up, but I think it might Six be three, true.
2: Two 60.
0: He's just, he's very bad looking. Like, he, he looks like he kills people for a living.
2: He's yeah, fun really, to watch. really, really scary face. Um, yeah, I, I, sh- I definitely want to see that, but it's definitely Ferguson and Habib that I'm interested in. I, I like the guys that – I like that weight class or or anything around that weight class. I feel like when they when they get a certain size and start slowing down and their techniques don't look as crisp and clean and it, it feels more like a brawl, which is what you get with the heavyweights most of the time. I, I, I can't think of any heavyweights that I've ever thought were like, wow, look at that guy operate. Like he's just inc- – when I see Conor out there, like – I saw a gif today on Reddit of him. Uh, it was something about Connor maintaining the correct distance with someone he was fighting. Mm-hmm. And he so quickly like, as the guy charged in and threw a combo it was and he like Connor was backwards out of the way just out of reach and immediately back in with a combo of his own and pop, pop, pop hit the guy. And it's like, yeah, you don't see that uh, uh, out of the heavyweights. It might the only they're one just
0: too big. that feels like, oh,
2: Connor, Yeah,
0: I remember that guy. He was good. Like I, I used to fight all the time. When was his last fight? I guess Alvarez. That wasn't that long ago. It was before the election, though, right?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Connor's got to be careful here. I feel like, cause, cause, why, we're about to. This fight's coming up, right? Between Habib and uh, Ferguson, and and those are the number one and number two contenders in Connor's weight class in the division in which he still holds the belt. Mm-hmm. One of these guys is going to get on that mic after this fight and call him the fuck out. Mm-hmm. It, it, he's going to be like, all right. Now it's time. I beat this guy, beat that guy, beat this guy, beat that, beat that guy. There's nobody left. It's just you over there. So you can hide and say you're going to box all you want. But over here where the real fighters are, we're calling you a, a, a pussy or we're saying you're running because we're in here fighting and you're out there doing some babysitting. Or, you know, on, yeah. on, on some pre-paternity leave, right? Whoever heard of such a thing? Like, like, hey, I'm okay with paternity leave, I guess. Like, like, sure. Th- th- everybody seems to be okay with that. But Dude, pre-paternity leave? Here's what I, I want like to, to happen.
0: Pre- I want she to beat Nurmagomedov to beat the fuck out of Ferguson. I would like that. Me too and then hand the mic to Chael Sonnen to do his trash talking for him, right? And then, and then Chael just come on there like, this is Khabib. He's the man <laughs> with the arms, the man with the charm, the man in this, you know, the
2: ladies swarm and the bad guys I warned. didn't climb down from the mountains of Dagestan to whip some Puerto Rican tonight. I came for the Irish punk they call Conor McGregor. <laughs> like, like, he needs to get out there it. with that.
0: Yeah, yeah sure. Like, Dude, he would get out there and I, that would be so great. Oh, man.
1: I, I don't like that in sports as much. Like, I wouldn't like <laughs> that as much because I like in sports interviews and bickering between players in English who don't speak English well at all. I, and there's nothing I love more than seeing like a post-game interview and being like, oh, good. Like – a Russian got first star of the game, and this guy played in the KHL last year, so this will be a doozy, you know, <laughs> trying to understand what he's saying, you know, like as he, like, turns to his trainer from Cleveland, being like, you give me him here? Like, no, I don't know Russian either, dude. <laughs> Fucking Cincinnati. But, yeah, I like shit like that. And then all, like, the Japanese baseball players. There's some great Japanese baseball yes. player interviews that are hysterical. But, yeah, like, what we are talking about – be
0: fun. Kyle, I will ask you this. You're looking at the card, right? Do you have it in front of you? Uh, yeah, I have it in front of you, Okay. You're following MMA a lot. For, surely you're familiar with this concept of the MMA gods. You have to sacrifice something to get the fight you want.
2: Um, <sighs> well, the most important one for me is the Ferguson-Habib fight, and mm-hmm. then after that, I want to see Woodley Thompson, and then so, after that, it's on Overeem. Let's and say the that rest, the bigger I'm, the sacrifice...
0: The more likely you get what you want.
2: Would you sacrifice oh, over Yeah, huh? I would. Oh, I'd sacrifice Thompson and uh, and and Woodley, uh, and Woodley oh, uh, right. to get the, the Habib fight. Yeah, the Habib fights. That to There's me, a one that's the fight
0: card thing. to you. It seems.
2: It, well, I, I, there are three fights that I want to see, but the Habib fight is the is the main card for me. It's the it's it's the whole show because um, a, a lot is you know it's it's the Connor thing, how that plays into this, and it's also. Habib's un- undefeated. He's thought of right now as some sort of god. You know, his fans, the ones who are on, the, the, on Joe Rogan's Instagram, you <laughs> know, blowing him up. Like, he's the one who makes the fights or something. Like, his fans think he's god. His th- fans think that, like, he's, a, he's the new hottest thing that, that is not getting the respect he's owed. Um, you know, it, so. We'll it, see. He, I can't it, think
0: of another champion who's based on grappling.
2: I mean, it seems to me
0: that all the very top guys kind of punch while walking backwards. Like, that's what Conor does. That's what Silva does. I guess that's not what Bisping punches while walking forwards. Um, Jose punches while walking forwards.
2: Silva's a think... real counter puncher he's almost in his own thing like he, I love that I think that's Don why I like too. watching him is is it well, well he spends like that first round and, and Joe baby walks every fan through this he spends that first round measuring the guy and testing mm-hmm. the guy with feints and stuff like that he'll he'll fake a feint and then he'll watch what do you do when I do that mm-hmm. oh you do that logged mm-hmm. and, then, and then and then we dance a little more what do you do when I do fake fake real punch oh you do that yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, and then round three comes around, and and he he does that thing again. But he knows what you're gonna do. He already knows what you're gonna do, and he has a plan for that. And and the and the blow is coming as you move into it. You know, it just it's it's really fun to watch that guy. You're right, though. It seems like there aren't many guys that that have a similar background to Habib, but he's just yeah. it seems really tough. GSP he, one he can't with try grappling. What I don't know much about that that martial art, but seems like he can strike. He certainly knows how. It's just, uh, I don't know. Taylor. matchup is first.
0: St. Louis mm. is going, they, I mean, they're trending towards making the playoffs, even as a top, whatever, six seed. Uh, I guess they're going to be somewhere between three and sixth as a seed, right?
1: Yeah, they'll probably be. I'm hoping that, well, we're not going to get first in the division. Minnesota's running away with that. And Chicago will get either second or third. And I uh, would Black, rather.
2: Oh, that game's about to start. Blackhawks are playing uh, the wild tonight.
1: Yeah, I'm going to watch that. A little bit closer. Yep. Uh, I don't think Minnesota is just real fucking good this year. Their, their goalie is unstoppable right now, Devin Dubnik. I don't know where the hell he's from. Looks like some, some Scandinavian place, but he's playing great. The Blues, I hope that we make it as the first wild card seed. Because it would be nice to fucking finally play a team that's not from our own division in the first round. Like, it seems like it's been years where every time I'd be like, oh, who are we playing? Is it Minnesota or is it Chicago? It's Chicago. It's mm-hmm. Minnesota. Oh, it's Chicago again. Oh, it's Chicago again. Oh, it's Chicago again. Oh, Minnesota. Like, it's like I'd like to see someone else. But yeah, uh, I'm glad that we lost the last two because we were on a six game winning streak and RGM was has a history of being stupid and being like, instead of being like, yeah, we need to sell and make sure we have a real good team next year to make a better run. He'll be like, no, we can do it. We can pull this out. We're not selling anybody. We're not trading anybody. We're going to acquire new players. We're going to make a rental trade. And then we go in and we lose in the first round. He's like, oh, I guess we weren't as good as I thought we were. And so if we had won eight in a row before this bye week where the Blues don't play at all, and this is the the only week left in the trade deadline, I bet he would have thought, Oh, yeah, I'm not trading Kirk. He's great on D. You're going Eight-game into the bye? No. 8-0. Yeah, we're going into the bye week, 8-0. No, we're we're doing great. But because we lost those last two, I'm hoping that was enough for him to be like, okay, we had a nice little streak. We got to trade Kirk before we lose him for nothing or the entire city of St. Louis is going to kill me because it, it is getting out of control how many people we just let show up in St. Louis and then be like, all right, we're leaving. Do you want to trade us for something? No, no, take care. Take care. Like, I, dude. I,
0: you keep wanting to do better next year, but if you were a mm-hmm. Canes Flyers fan, you might just be like, "Make the playoffs, get us a fucking rental that will help us get the eighth seed, so we get to play in a, a, a championship for Lord Stanley's Cup."
1: Wouldn't it be nice to be playing? The, you, you know, like over time, you're you're like put into different <coughs> like subsections of fandom because I the the Reddit that I spend the most time on far and away, not even close, is the hockey one, mm-hmm. and like uh. A Penguins fan, if they go on, like, a two-game losing streak and you go over to their subreddit or a three-game losing streak, they won the Stanley Cup last year. They're very good. They'll be like, oh, God, like, these players are playing like shit. Like, we're just not the same team we were last year anymore, you know? It's not like we have fucking Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, you know, playing for us still. It's We're we're struggling. Whereas, like, Buffalo, who has been so bad for so long – or Edmonton. Edmonton's a better example. They have made the playoffs in a decade. And so this year, when they're not even like superstar going to win the cup favorites at all, they're just going to make you it. You mentioned yeah. Sidney
0: Crosby, and he sucks. Carry
1: on. Fine. But <laughs> Buffalo, Edmonton, those fans have been put in the gutter for so long that, like you're saying, just the very prospect of like, hey, you might make the playoffs this year. we <gasps> Right. What if I, what, but you might lose in four games. You might get swept and humiliated. No, it's fine. It's fine. Just, uh, <laughs> yes. there, will be, there will be two home games here for me to watch us lose, right? Like, <laughs> that's all that they want. But the Blues have been middling for so long that making the playoffs isn't good enough anymore. Because we've made the playoffs by percentage more than any other professional sports franchise of all the four major sports. Like, they make it all, all the fucking time. But we we never make it to that next level. If we made it to the Stanley Cup and lost in the Stanley Cup... People would be disappointed, but that's so much further than we've made it in so long. People would still be like, "Oh fuck yeah, that that was a really good season." Just like last year, people overall were like, "Yeah, we lost in the final, conference finals, but it was a good season. We haven't made it that far in 20 years or whatever, 15 years." So, yeah, I really hope they trade Shaker, off all
0: your best players so that you could be better in the future. And now you're worse. You want to trade off another one so that you can be better in the future, but you'll get even
1: worse. Well, no, no, this isn't the guy to trade off. Like uh, the thing with him is he's one of the be- he's the most valuable 3 <laughs> 8 this year. Kevin Shattenkirk, our Blues, our defenseman, one of our defensemen. Mm-hmm. We have three incredibly good right handed defensemen. Most teams don't have that luxury. You know, we don't have a ton of left handed defensemen that are that good, but. All three of our best are right-handed, and that guy Shattenkirk, who's really high value right now, his contract's up after this year anyway, and we don't have enough to sign him because he's on, like, a $5 million contract, $4 million contract right now, and he's going to demand, like, seven, and we can't afford him. And so it's either we trade him now and get something, or we go to the playoffs, we won't win the Stanley Cup, and then he leaves in the offseason for free. And so it's basically like, you know, we got to trade him, well, you know, Strike while the iron's hot. So it's not like we're mm-hmm. trading a really good guy with seven years left on his contract, like Tarasenko. But yeah, I'm. I'm oh, high hopes. That's what I, I check like every fifteen minutes all day. It seems like on my phone. Like any trades? No. Okay. Any trades? No. Still no. Huh? You fuck. God damn it. Like if, and if then you like. the Flyers, as, would you trade Giroux? Giroux? Um, no. No, I don't think so. He's he's. I think he's only like twenty nine. Years old, which is starting to get up there I know. for he'll hockey. Be Thirty-three when the team is good, he'll be. You know. Yeah, he'll. But he's he's still producing so well that he's like like if he had a big drop off, for that's true by his standards. But it's only a bad year for Giroux because the past five years he's been like top, probably top five best players in the NHL. Like is consistently good each and every year. I really like Giroux, so I don't know. I like him on the Flyers, so I don't want to see him traded. Mm. But. I don't know. He he's he's like one of those leaders that when you see him get traded, you know they have to feel bad because like eight years ago or whatever they're like, all right, Giroux, you're the guy we're putting in charge of this Flyers franchise. Make us proud. And then if like nine years later they're like, all right, well, how's Winnipeg sound, Claude? Like he's gonna be like, God damn it, I, I failed. Like I was the pilot that they put in charge, and I di- I couldn't make it well, make it count. Yeah, it's yeah. a team sport. It is. Oh yeah, for sure. And it sucks. God, he has to be so livid every day being like this is such horse shit that we have to play the penguins so often and right when I it's get on the deal. team the dude, the penguins not a big deal. It's it's not even an argument. They're so much better than the Flyers. It's not close. Like, the, the only, like, little things that, like, the Flyers fans will post is, like, we've beaten the Penguins the last five times at home, five in a row, fucking Penguins. And then the Penguins will be, like, you realize we won the Stanley Cup last year, and, like, we win all those other games. Like, all the other ones in the, in the other 29 cities in North America, we win most of them. <laughs> Like, uh, I don't know, I, I like the Flyers because they're out east and they're easy to like because the Blues don't play them that much. Uh, the Blues are the reason the Broad Street Bullies came into being. If you didn't know that, that's a little hockey history. Did you know that, Woody? I'm looking
0: up the all-time Flyers versus Penguins uh, series.
1: So basically, the the way the Broad Street Street Bullies came into being... So the Broad Street Bullies, Kyle, if you don't know this, it was a team of Flyers where they decided, like, we're not that great at hockey, but we will beat you to death on this ice. You will be afraid to play against the Flyers. To the point that they did an exhibition game against... team soviet union and the soviet union just fucking left after the second period because they're like this is not hockey they just come out they swing the heck they punch they, they bite they, they they don't even Dude, play the game the soviet do union do came out
0: and they beat every nhl team they played the flyers last and it was just like well fuck we thought we were good at hockey turns out the Soviet team better than everybody. And then they <laughs> met the Flyers, and the Flyers beat the fuck out of them, both with their hands and in the scoring.
1: <laughs> on, on the scoreboard, because the Russian team was just like, uh, put our line <laughs> out there, everybody else go to the locker room. We're not going to ruin all our best players. For That's this not exhibition even true. Meeting. Their best
0: players it, were out there. They were just cowering in fear.
1: They, I'll have to rewatch some clips, because like, I feel like in that, locker room before that match the philly coach had to be like that's you what know? He should have been <laughs> like how many of us think we can wait if we go out there and play the kind of hockey i know we're all capable of and they were like yeah and he's like wrong <laughs> no. <laughs> no chance let me repeat to you Captain, no chance you are going to beat Team Soviet Union out there if we play hockey. We are going to box them. I have <laughs> brass knuckles. You will put under your gloves. Pass out those rolls you... of quarters. Yeah, everybody take a roll of quarters.
0: was <laughs> not really giving the Flyers credit. I think they might have been defending Stanley Cup champs at this point. I mean, they were a very good team. They,
1: they, they were – I don't remember what year that happened, so that was when they were more established as the Broad Street Bullies. But the reason that they came into being the Broad Street Bullies is because of the St. Louis Blues. Did you know that?
0: I think you told us before. Yeah, mm-hmm. where the
1: Blues were a team where they just weren't good enough to win real hockey and so they just beat the shit out of teams and eventually the Flyers like, this sucks, we should be the team that beats people up. They're <laughs> like, that seems like a lot of fun. St. Louis seems to be enjoying it a good bit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be that team now. And so they did and they the were Bears that team for a while. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. They were the greatest thing. The trouble is they're not anymore and as a Flyers fan, yeah, you could night. for like decades you could hang your hat on the idea that even if you didn't win the game, you could have beat the other team up. Like that was a, yeah. that was a truth. And, and like even into the '90s and stuff, like like the, usually, oftentimes the toughest guy in the NHL. Like I thought, Donald Bashir was was uh, took a turn it's as tough. heavyweight champ, in my opinion. And he's playing for the Flyers, and they always had a guy. And our our good players like uh, Wayne promo or Keith Primo and uh, Eric Lindros and stuff. Like they're not just good at hockey they also can beat up 95% of the league, right? They're, they're, yeah. they are they're stars that can hang with tough guys. And, and that was always like a Flyers thing. Um, people didn't want to come to Philadelphia. That was not a good night. Even if you won the game, lousy night. And uh, now the Flyers are just a regular team.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, definitely, like, if you look through <laughs> history, I'm not as versed on it as you because I didn't follow them, but the Broad Street Bullies is the coolest era for them. But it's almost like if they tried to go back to that right now, they would only guarantee that they'd continue to be the worst team in the league. Because now, like with technology being so good, with like skates and sticks and just the, the, the ways trainers know how to get you like to a, a science almost to be as fast as possible. Like you can't just put an oaf out there anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they, 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 they can't catch the guy they're trying to get in a fight with the guy they're trying to fight with might pick <laughs> up the puck, skate over and make a nice pass, go to the slot, pick up another pass, d- do whatever they're doing and then just skate to the bench yeah. for a shift. Our, the other guy will be like, God damn it. He's quick. Like, our captain <laughs> like
0: was this tough guy. His name is Bobby Clark, not big, but tough as hell. And he used to have to soak his body in something that gave him awful, terrible, God, uh, like just unseen bad breath, right? Whatever it is he soaked himself in, had like halitosis times 10 as a side effect. And he, he loved it. He would just bad breath people like against the boards and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, like all this stuff.
1: Like that, I love that. That's so fucking Philly. And, and... here's a picture of this tremendous athlete.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my <Also> god! god.
1: <laughs> you know,
2: real- that was Gidgetitis. <laughs> That's all that was.
1: Here about like athletes who don't look like they should be athletes. I'm gonna link you to now. Really Stanley Cup champion and uh, NHL All Star, multiple time NHL All Star. Phil Kessel who looks like he won a radio sweepstakes to get <laughs> to the locker room. Yeah, if you does. out there, like if you watch him play, it is astounding. He plays with, so flex is something on a stick where with composite sticks, if it's a really high number, it means it's hard to flex. So you're going to get more power on a slap shot. If it's really low number, like a 70 or something, it's going to be like a noodle or something. So if these guys try and take a slap shot, it'll just break. So it's like really quick bend and flip wrist yeah. shots. This, this, Fat guy, let's be honest. Now, he's really muscular, too, because he's in the NHL, but he's a, he's a heavy guy. He looks
0: like the he husband plays, who's married, was, married to an unusually hot chick in a sitcom.
1: He does. He looks like <laughs> after uh, before his stint... With the Toronto Maple Leafs, he was in uh, King of Queens, popular yes, show. Yes, driving a yeah.
2: UPS truck, yeah. <laughs>
1: but he uses the lowest flex stick of any player in the NHL to the point that they'll, like, do little things where it's like, oh, other NHLers try and use Phil Kessel's stick, and they try and shoot it, and they just break it. Mm-hmm. But you watch this guy shoot it, and he's got it down to, like, a fat guy's science of, like, he puts, like, the perfect amount of flex on the stick, and then in, like, a tenth of a half of a second, just, just snaps it forward like it's a some sort of you know trap Dude. or like a snip a cord on a bridge and it just whips forward When I like he's God, I love it, it. Cool. it, it sounds I like his shots might not have
2: the speed but he's getting them off quicker uh he and uh, no no and they, they're pretty quick he
1: gets them off fast he's yeah he's a good goal scorer when um, and he's an american it's
0: when i nice. played beer league hockey it was funny because i played with a really flexible stick because i'm a normal person right and uh but then like some of my teammates are uh, being better with people I played against. They'd be like, yeah, this is the same flex that like, I don't know, you know, Eric Lindros uses or something. He probably played with a wooden stick and, uh, and it's just like, yeah, but you're not him. You're not him. You're not a professional athlete. You don't spend your days in the gym. You spend your days at a keyboard and you know, all you have is what is effectively a steel pipe there that you don't flex at all. And your shot sucks. I'll use yeah, my yeah, yeah. my you know women's league stick and, and get good snapshots off.
1: Yeah, this like, it's it's not worth watching for like <coughs> on for the most part, but this is just beer league people trying to use Zdeno Chara's stick. Oh, absolutely. Chara, he's the guy who's six ten, and his flex like they, they make a special stick for him because his hands are too big for the normal girth of a stick, so they have to make an especially big stick, which means that his flex is a number that like like if a normal sized person got Doesn't the flex exist. number of his, it'd be like playing with rebar basically yeah. like people try to like even bend his stick it's it's impossible that guy uh, well, he's the stick on stick the... is eight
2: feet tall I, it's seven no joke
1: it's enormous it's an enormous stick because he's like seven feet tall probably seven foot one in his skates or something at least seven feet
2: yeah yeah i've seen this video before i see them try to bend it and and they can't play with it very well either. they look really <laughs> awkward no yeah Oh, it looks so silly in this guy's hands <laughs> <laughs> he's got some reach though like if that were if that ever becomes part of the game after <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about
0: this... two minutes the yeah. guy tries to sit on it to flex it and stuff it's yeah. funny oh yeah. wait, i yeah. see what the reach reach does matter that was you know that's a decision you have to make
1: yeah if are you're not you... really you're with that stick woody and you're playing d are you going to do are you going to ever make a pass that game or are you going to skate backwards and go right? <laughs> Like you're a, a, <laughs> like a helicopter Dude, blade blades. I around. played
0: defense a lot. And in, I, I always thought it like was it? an easy position. Yeah, I do. Well, one, I like the responsibility. I liked having, you know, like something important on my shoulders. And uh, I thought I did pretty well at it. It, it. The stakes were all, not stakes, but the, okay, look, when you're on offense, there's a lot of shit that you need to do right for it to work out for you. If I'm on defense Anything but that is a win, you know? Like I could just swap my stick, fuck you up a little bit, and there it is. your your whole thing is blown. Like all I needed to do was knock it towards the boards. and And now, you know, whatever opportunity you had has been all closed up, and it's a mess. <laughs> if I can just hit an out, if I could take it from you and hit an outlet pass, I'm a star. And that just seems so much easier than than the an expertise has and precision
2: do. that you need to like get in there while, like, juggling that puck and, yeah. and do yeah, something yeah. with it.
1: Yep. Yeah, makes a lot yeah, of sense. No
2: it seems like the guy who scores is a real... <laughs> that, that seems so hard, especially because if you, were, if you were the only guy on the ice who knew how to ice skate, it'd be one thing, right? But, like, yeah, I'm a good skater and, and nobody else is. Of course you skate around, but everybody out there is a really fucking good skater, mm-hmm. so, like, I know oh, yeah. that Wayne, Wayne Gretzky is supposed to be, have been the—I guess he was right. He's the the world famous one. He's the one that everybody who doesn't even know anything about hockey knows about. But he was supposed to be really fast and really agile and and all that stuff. Um, I guess didn't didn't I didn't you always say that like Gretzky's thing was that he had some big guy to like to defend him and like nobody yeah. would lay hands on Gretzky yeah. because he was a smaller guy and they 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 could have taken him off his feet, I suppose.
1: Gretzky that definitely helped some of the best, but he players. was so I
0: it's like. They see the play unfold first and just always make the right decisions. And I think I told you guys, maybe it was just recently, Lemieux came back and they were like, his patience is amazing. Oh, my gosh, he's so patient. And you'd see players like fly by as he just waited there. So I tried that. It didn't last a period. It's like, oh, when I slow down, they just fucking strip the puck from me. What is his magic? take it away. Yeah, I mean, I am willing to wait here for 10 minutes. I can be more patient than any other player's ever been. But uh, somehow (laughs) that doesn't work out. Not at all. Yeah. And no, like, I they, bet you'd see the happening.
2: same thing in like fighting because like 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 <coughs> with like uh, there are a lot of fighters who are like oh look look at him he he's not aggressing, he's sitting back and waiting and he's he's calculating and I, I can just imagine being a fighter and being like oh yeah that's what I'll do next time I'll sit back and be patient <laughs>
1: and the next thing it's just like dang dang yeah. ding. Oh, <laughs> why I, isn't it working Gretzky the spider just, does it That's solved like, like, the what play unfold like Gretzky and Lemieux it's like you're totally right like to what you were saying I didn't play. Forward as much but like you'd see them out there and just you know Gretzky just would hang out behind the net with the puck behind the end the opponent's yeah. net and they someone they'd come around and try and get it and he'd be like oh nope nope good try though did you see my number I'm number 99 I'm Wayne Gretzky like and, <laughs> you know, just sneaking it around and I always like you watch those clips and you're like man why didn't somebody else decide to just hold on to the puck behind the net for 30 seconds at a time and then every other player also in the NHL tries to do that and then you know 8 seconds at most the puck stolen you're like oh that's why because they're not they're not Wayne Gretzky or Mario Lemieux that's a that's a big benefit yeah. like they're so like they i would say Gretzky and Lemieux are bigger to, as hockey legends than Jordan is as a basketball legend never but, heard of no, 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 no. Lemieux. So. I just mean, uh, no no I'm I'm saying by like records and never being catchable because it seems mm. like people are gonna be able to catch Michael Jordan right like I don't know enough about basketball correct me in the comments or whatever but I feel like they talk about it like who really is the best is it LeBron is it Michael Jordan like people have real conversations like that no one has ever in like all seriousness been like you know Sidney Crosby is better than Wayne Gretzky. Like at the very least, you can say like, well, if he played in Gretzky's era, maybe he could have put up similar points. Probably not totally similar, but you know, maybe like, I don't know. It just seems like he dominates that sport thing so much. Like, who's the best? Don't
2: you wish you could make that happen? I hope that's the future. I hope we we get to a future where they're like. Who would win, You know, it, would Babe Ruth be a good ball player today? I don't know. We cooked one up though. He'll be, be thir- cool. he'll be 30 in a in a, in a couple years now. Hour. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. See how many dingers he can hit this time around. Like I, I hope we, we get to that point where we start bringing back you know uh, people who have expired because there's we've got DNA of a lot of old people. I'm sure you know. I always hear about that. Uh, who was it that had a bit of Lincoln's beard hair? Uh, uh, in the what? Oh, it was uh, Obama. Obama when he. Uh, when uh, I want to say when Obama took his oath of office, he had a, a tuft of Lincoln's beard hair in there somewhere, like in the Bible or something. Uh, mm. There there was something about that that I read. Yeah, so we've got this DNA. We could bring back a Lincoln or a Babe Ruth or a Gehrig and maybe fix his disease this time. How many you know? tufts
1: are there? Like are they hidden around like horcruxes or is there just one? It's exactly like horcruxes. They're
2: protected. <laughs> Different continents. There are seven. There are seven. There's one. Seven, of seven,
0: yes. That's great. <laughs>
2: All right, Literally. is that
0: that's probably PKN? a show? Yeah, one thirty-two. That was cool. Yeah. Hey, all episode long, I don't think we ever said the T word. The current president didn't happen. So, oh, oh, I, I don't even know what we we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that, that's just thing. my
1: first thought was Tarasenko. That's where my head's at. Hop. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of had it because Kyle calls him Big T.
0: All right, PKN one thirty-two. <laughs>